from the studio of Adventist World Radio Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise. You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually. You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Welcome to write to us on this postal address. Adventist Media Center, Post Box 1446, Market Yard, Pune 411037, Maharashtra, India. You can also log into our website to hear all our programs, which is www.awr. Before we hear God's word, here's a melodious song.
studios of Adventist Media Center Pune We have Helen Jacob presenting God's word There was only one power at work in the last week of Jesus's life It was not the power of Pilate nor was it the power of the religious leaders but it was the power of the love of Jesus love for the world This power kept him silent and drove him to the cross to redeem sinful humanity from the clutches of sin and its power I am Helen Jacob, the English radio producer speaker. Greetings to you dear listeners in the sweet name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. You are listening to the English message from Adventist Media Center Pune. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for the beautiful nature that tells us about your love. Thank you for the awesome love of Jesus that can make us a new creation. Guide us as we listen to your word today in the wonderful name of Jesus I pray amen The title for today's message is the power of love Let us look at the meaning of these two words power and love separately Power means the ability capacity or potential to do something Love Too many people believe and sometimes teach that love is a feeling or emotion Yes Feelings and and emotions are involved in love but the greatest part of love is action oriented if you love someone show it love is a verb what you do more than a noun which is a feeling in the very beginning we see the power of love god's love through his creation of the first garden the garden of eden 
God spoke the world into existence and it came to pass. The trees, flowers, living creatures in the air, on land and in the waters. All was wonderful and God said it was good. Everything around us, whether small or big, reflects his love for mankind. A perfectly created world where love, joy and peace was experienced. But when it came to the human race, God took time and made him in his own image. The power of love is also seen in another garden, the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus feels the guilt of the sins of the whole world. Jesus prays, Father, if possible, take this cup of suffering away, not my will, but according to your will, Father. Where would we be today if Jesus went by his feelings and emotions? But we praise the Lord that God, but we praise the Lord that Jesus displayed his love by willingly going to the cross and dying for sinners and those of us who were still his enemies and desperately wicked. Romans 5, 8 and 10. So we must preach that love is not dependent upon feelings and emotions because feelings are one of the shallowest and most unreliable of all human emotions. Instead, we must emphasize that love is a choice more than a feeling because feelings are subjective while love is objectively displayed in actions. In the Gospel of John chapter 15 verses 9 to 13, it reads, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. What is the power of God's love? When filled with God's love, we can do and see and understand things that we could not otherwise do or see or understand. Filled with his love, we can endure pain, quill fear, forgive freely, avoid contention, renew strength, and bless and help others in ways surprising even to us. Here is a beautiful illustration of the power of love. An eight-year-old boy had a younger sister who was dying of leukemia, and he was told that without a blood transfusion, she would die. His parents told him that his blood was probably compatible to hers, and if so, he could be the blood donor. They asked him if they could test his blood. He said, sure. So they did, and it was a good match. Then they asked if he would give his sister a pint of his blood. This would give her a chance to live. He said he would have to think about it overnight. The next day, he told his parents that he was willing to donate his blood. So they took him to the hospital, and he was put in a gurney beside his six-year-old sister. Both were hooked up to IVs. A nurse withdrew a pint of blood from the boy and then put it in the girl's IV. The boy lay on his gurney in silence while the blood dripped into his sister. 
until the doctor came over to see how he was doing. Then the boy opened his eyes and asked, How soon until I start to die? What a wonderful story of the brother's love for his sister. There was another greater love that was shown on Mount Calvary 2,000 years ago. Let us go through it step by step. As Jesus and his disciples gathered at the upper room for the Last Supper, Jesus tells his disciples that one of them would betray, betray him. Judas walks out and prepares to meet the religious leaders to finalize the plan. He was paid 30 pieces of silver by the leaders and Judas betrays the Lord. Jesus also predicted that Peter would deny him three times before the rooster crowed. That was exactly what Peter, the disciple, did. Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. The disciples follow him to the garden. Then he takes Peter, James and John a little further on and asks them to pray for him. But they all fell asleep. Three times Jesus approached them and he found them asleep. The intense pressure to shun pain as human, it's natural and we understand. As humans, we would naturally seek comfort and the easy way out. But Jesus went through all the agony, pain and suffering because he loved you and me. A series of events took place the night of Jesus' arrest. He was brought before Annas, Caiaphas and an assembly of religious leaders called the Sanhedrin. You can read it in the Gospel of John chapter 18 and Matthew chapter 26. After this, he was taken to Pilate, the Roman governor, sent off to Herod, returned to Pilate, who finally sentenced Jesus to death. Pilate did the next best thing, and that was he had Jesus physically tortured and beaten, so that the Jewish leaders would be satisfied and he could release Jesus. He was also pressurized by his wife. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sends him this message. Don't have anything to do with this innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream about him. Pilate resisted the demand. He thought that by comparing Jesus to the notorious prisoner Barabbas, he could stand a chance. In the book Early Writings, chapter 41, Ellen G. White beautifully describes the trial of Jesus. The angels, as they left heaven, in sadness, laid off their glittering crowns. They could not wear them while their commander was suffering and was to wear a crown of thorns. Satan and his angels were busy in the judgment hall to destroy human feeling and sympathy. The very atmosphere was heavy and polluted by their influence. The chief priests and elders were inspired by them to insult and abuse Jesus in a manner the most difficult for human nature to bear. Peter followed his Lord after his betrayal. He was anxious to see what would be done with Jesus. But when he was accused of being one of his disciples, fear for his own safety led him to declare that he knew not the man. The multitudes were clamored for the blood of Jesus. They cruelly scourged him, put a purple kingly robe and placed a crown of thorns upon his head. 
It was difficult for the angels to endure the sight. They would have delivered Jesus, but the commanding angels forbade them, saying that it was a great ransom which was repaid for man. Jesus stood meek and humble before the infuriating multitude while they offered him the vilest abuse. They spit in his face, that face from which they will one day desire to hide. Christ did not cast upon the offenders an angry look. They covered his head with an old garment, blindfolding him, and then struck him in the face and cried out, Prophesy! Who is it that smote thee? There was commotion among the angels. They would have rescued him instantly, but their commanding angels restrained them. Isaiah describes it so well in Isaiah 53, verse 7. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers in silence, so he did not open his mouth. There was another power at work. It was not Pilate's, although he had the power to sentence people to the cross. Jesus said, You would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. John 19.11 It is not the Jewish leaders. Jesus said to Peter, after he drew a sword and struck a servant's ear in the garden, Do you think I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at all disposal more than twelve legions of angels? Matthew 26.53 He was a victim of some sort, not a victim of man's political agenda, as we have seen, not a victim of the mob power, and surely not the victim of circumstances. There was a power that was at work, greater than all these powers we saw. It kept Jesus on the road he wanted to take. It kept him silent and submissive. It takes great patience and humility for Jesus to remain so quiet, being the Son of God, amid foolish creatures crying out for his death, sinful people saying foolish things about him, while he stood there as a Son of the Almighty God. Yet Jesus remained quiet almost throughout the trial. In fact, between the garden and the cross, he spoke only four times. Think for a moment. There was a greater force at play that was motivating him. It is the power of love. The power that is greater than the political system, greater than the power of the mob. Love kept him quiet and defenseless. Love kept him on the road to the cross. Jesus once said, No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and, and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. John 10, 18 There's only one power at work in this whole episode. Four powerful words. The power of love. Jesus preached for three long years, but throughout his trial, Jesus was exceptionally quiet. He made no attempt to defend himself. He was determined to go to the cross and finish what he must do for your sake and mine. Love drove him to the cross. Love nailed him to the cross. No wonder the scripture says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. 
It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always, always perseveres. Love never fails. It's found in 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 to 8. What can really change you and me today? It is only the love of Jesus that can change me into a new creation. Whatever I do today, let it be done in love. It is the love of Jesus that moves us. It is hard to accept the fact that Jesus loves us just as we are, but it is true. The world operates by conditional love. We accept you and love you based on right performance. But Jesus loves us unconditionally. He loves you just as you are. Isn't that good news? God's love can never be earned by human effort. There, there is absolutely nothing we can do to make God love us more or to influence him to stop loving us. In Romans 5.8, it says, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It means it has nothing to do with you. It's not about performance. We may understand this intellectually, but have trouble believing it deep down in our heart. No matter what has occurred in your past or what you feel like right now, the Father's heart is always for you. Jesus' love has always been freely given to you. God pours his love upon us without exceptions, no ifs or buts. Romans 5.5 5 says, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given unto us. God has given us his divine love. It is there in our hearts. We need to let it go. Do it and let the world know Jesus loves them. Remember, love is a verb which needs to be shown in action. Let's bow our heads for the prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for your love. It is bigger than every struggle we face. It is more healing than the best medicine. Teach us to love, O oh God. Teach us to love one another through actions and not only words. Teach us to love others. Help us to rise to that challenge. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a beautiful day as you experience God's love and pass it on to others. God bless each one of you.
this, we have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's Word, you are always welcome to write to us. Adventist Media Center, Post Box 1446, Market Yard, Pune 411037, Maharashtra, India. And you can email us at helenrichesv at gmail.com helenrichesv at gmail.com H-E-L-E-N-R-I-C-H-E-S-V at gmail.com You can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers. Center of Digital Evangelism, CDE, 000-800-040-040-1704. Or you can message us directly at plus one seven four seven two eight two two eight eight zero. Our WhatsApp number is plus nine one nine zero 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 eight nine zero nine three. And you can email us at Helen Riches V at Gmail dot com. H E L E N R I C H E S V at gmail.com We invite you to visit us on our website www.awr.org This is David and I am Madhuri signing off at AWR Do join us again along with your family and friends Till then we wish you Goodbye, goodbye and, and God, God bless, bless.